thank you. That was wonderful. Our, we just did a podcast with you on synchronicity. Thank you Your for having Your amazing us. podcast, which is scorching up the charts, you know. <laughs> it's it's always uh, you know, you always amaze me your your influence and your reach, you know. Like I've known you from day one of this shit. I know. <laughs> it's really it's true. It's really true. Mm. It's gotten wow. to the place where I definitely like Sean will be doing something else and I'll go to your podcast and I'll be like I need a little Noah medicine right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was editing our podcast the other day and I took off my headphones and I heard I heard your voice and I was like, what the hell's going on? And Cass was like, no, it's like medicine to me. And I was like, oh, wow. wow you've never really described him like that. That's really cool. You know? you know, when I knew it was real is when I would do that for me. I'm like, I'm either the biggest <laughs> fucking narcissist who's ever existed, which I am going to have a relatively hard time believing at this point, or there's actually some shit that makes sense here that's healing. So, yeah, totally. I can I'm, only take so much. You're, you're, I mean, I feel like you're a channel in a way. Yeah, totally. I mean, because I think what you're doing and what we're doing is like doing this podcast partly to remind ourselves, you know, we're talking to ourselves like we were just talking about when we got off for a second. We were talking about everything that we were saying in your podcast and kind of, oh, yeah, just remembering, oh, I'm saying that to this to myself first and foremost, because when you when you set something and you start saying it and you start speaking it, you then you can't help. It's inevitable that the in. Uh, places that you're out of sync with the things that you're proclaiming uh, there's like attention gets brought to that so it's like a way of saying things and taking a stand is important because as you take that stand you can see where it doesn't say that like oh I'm definitely this perfect person but you by saying who you want to be and what you want life to be about and what you think life should be about and what's important you're setting that intention for yourself where the places that you're out of harmony with those things start bubbling up to the surface yeah, okay, faster that, and faster. That's what's so great about having Cass as a partner is like, she's like, yo, you had some really good words on that podcast with Noah just now. And I was like, oh, thanks. You know, I hope so-and-so hears that. And I hope so that gets through to so-and-so. And she's like, I hope you hear it. And I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's That's the beauty of having a partner who can really like, hold the space for you to grow in the ways that you need to grow. Like that's what I found. Like when people talk about like soulmates and that type of energy, like I always talk about how I really wouldn't have been qualified to speak about this through direct experience in this lifetime until recently. But like, it's this, like, you know that there's this match where you can actually like mirror each other in a very like growth oriented way which doesn't always mean comfortable but it means reflect back exactly what you need at the perfect time <clears throat> and it's fucking awesome and i think you guys i think Cass, i heard you say it what was it about like you hold you don't ever hold each other to <clears throat> a limited version of who the other person is mm. like you always see each other even if it's like a heated thing and you pull out of it i had this experience the other day um and yeah, it's a fucking beautiful thing. It helps you so much. It's like you get the function of duality too because you also have this like, it's beautiful. I well, know. Yeah, so like if thing. you're trapping someone in that like lower version of them, you're trapping yourself there with them. And like who wants yeah. to be trapped with the lower lowest version of someone? Who wants it's to be so trapped, smart. trapped in the lowest version of themselves? You know, it's not, not fun. I mean, you, tell us about your love. Tell us about your yeah, life. I, I um, want to hear this. I, because you brought it up, I was going to say the same thing. I was like, are we allowed to talk about your love yeah, life? Yeah, yeah, are we allowed to talk about, about like, because <laughs> like, I feel like it was the elephant in the room when you were having like some of your most amazing podcasts and breakthroughs. I'm like, <laughs> no one's in love. 
like we could talk about and quote all the fucking things we want. He's just in love. It's like it's coming through. It's opening this motherfucker up, you know? Yeah, it, and in all the best ways too. And like one of the best things about love, I think, is you you find where your vulnerabilities and weak spots are. Mm. And so when you really do find like a, a real substantial love, you can actually work through those. And it's not relative. It's not relational. It's like unconditional. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys, you guys have also provided that. I mean, I think the most important thing to understand about any relational love, any partner, anything like that, is all of this shit stemmed from an innate self-love that I really clicked into and stabilized in my life during very trying situations relationally, just like, you know, a lot of shit that you guys were privy to just like with the divorce and having kids and all this stuff. Um, but just like really trusting and loving yourself, I think leads to the type of relationship that a lot of people may think it's like a romanticized kind of like rom-com view of like fairy tale endings. But there mm-hmm. is kind of, as you guys know, an element of that, like a very psychedelic kind of like cosmic lovers tarot card yeah. element to this shit. Um, and it exists. And I think when you find people who share a similar awareness to you that's what i've been noticing with denise like is we didn't think this existed we thought like for as spiritual as we both were for as aware as we both were for the variety of experiences we had for as much as we knew that like unconditional love was like the support of everything soulmates just kind of felt like silly Mm. it felt like a term that didn't make sense or it felt like a weird narrative that people told themselves to like maintain some context of a relationship but we realized pretty quickly that like that's why it works we had to be so skeptical of something that seems so improbable for there to be a mountain of evidence on a daily basis like we're blown away on a daily basis we're like what the fuck Mm -hmm. the amount of times we think the exact same things there's some weird crazy cosmic coincidence there's like 50 a day it's like it's at this point it's like it would be so much work to like go into dissonance with this um i don't know how to describe it and you know, I think she gets scared sometimes and I'll 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 get a little kind of like whoop, get pings of it. But I mean, that's the sign of a really good relationship is like when you're working through and going to those danger zones, if you want that real growth, like you work through it mm. uh, and knowing together. that you can and knowing that they're like, yeah, and knowing that you can. Because if you guys hadn't safe. gotten into a fight yet, I'd be like, oh, really my God, oh, that's what you. I said. <laughs> that's what I said yesterday because we got in a fight yesterday about i was getting impatient because we had somewhere to go do something for a friend and like a timeline a deadline came out of nowhere and she was helping me with the air conditioner here and i was like we need to go we need to go and i was just i don't like having a deadline for anything i structure my life so i don't have fucking deadlines that's literally my whole thinking so whenever one's imposed it's usually not mine she was like, I, I was doing something and we got in like a 20, 30 minute fight and then had to go like drop off the thing we got for our friend and then go to Agway and get all these tomato cages to plant these things. And like we both like got really heated and like, you know, we, we are intense and passionate people and like, you know, we say things not like mean, hurtful things, but just like intense. But then afterwards, like we both were commending ourselves even like this morning a, we can't go to sleep angry at each other. Like we're both fire signs moons. So we want to work through it quickly. But like we found out what it was about. It was about like really A, not ever having that be a dynamic that we want reflected towards anyone, children, people we're around and showing us kind of where our like wounds and trauma was and how we can help each other move through that. And like for as intense as it gets, like we joke that like, 
we even love that shit. Like we even love the fights and like, we're like, I don't know. It's kind of sick. Like, you know, and like, but yeah, I mean, you have to have fights. I don't, I'm sure there are people who have been married or like been in a relationship for like 70 years or 60 years who've never had a fight. I don't understand how that's possible. They were in a I coma. I don't understand how you, yeah, they were in a coma. Exactly. They've been dead. It's a ketamine trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, no, but I mean like I, yeah, that's that passion for, for people like us, like true like lovers at the core, like you need that passion to keep it alive and growth, but there also needs to be that like calm peaceful stability and i think that's the hallmark of the relationships we're looking for whether it's a friendship or um an intimate relationship well uh, but like, yeah you knew us when we were in a relationship where we were almost doing the opposite like where our partner would hold me to my lowest moment to my lowest self and not yeah. let me therefore all of us escape that version of me so it just grew and grew and grew and turned into this like terrifying monster that i was fucking scared of and it's like, what the fuck? What am I letting this go out of control for? Like, why why am I letting uh, this toxic mixing of, of people lower my standard for who I am and who I think I am? And, you know, you can easily get caught up in uh, someone else's version of you, especially if they're holding you there and holding you to that and not allowing you the space to evolve or forgive yourself or forgive them, so... Well, it's your fun. choice. Yeah. It's your choice to hold you hold yourself to that role. People are always going to cat. I learned this very quickly over the past year, especially if you actually have aspirations of having any degree of power, which isn't a bad thing, any degree of notor- like fame or awareness or mascot. If you have any, any, any inclination towards that energetically, you better fucking understand people are going to be casting you in, in an infinite variety of roles and your ability to strengthen your own position and your own true ability to like understand who you are, not what someone others, someone else's version of you is, that's the whole fucking game. Like because mm. they, it's just like you're always someone is always going to think you're something, and that may not always line up with who you actually are and what you're actually doing. And if you're just subservient to those people's opinions, even if they're uncomfortable, even if they're difficult, like. It doesn't work. It's so unsatisfying too. Like I learned this. I learned this. You just can't buy into other people's impressions of you. You need to know who you are. You need to strengthen that. And that takes a lot of fucking yeah. faith and conviction. And it's just the most important game. And you don't have to be so serious about it either. Just like you probably are a pretty chill, cool, fun, awesome oh, yeah. person. So well, like, and, but right. I, I love and respect and have done so much work with cast that like, I hold her opinion of me in such high regard that I like use it as a barometer for how I need to change. Like I know that if I'm acting like a fucking junkyard dog for too much and I see Cass becoming like a, like a little tight over it, I'm like, Oh shit. Like, and, and she'll speak up. She'll fucking tell me how it is and where the adjustments need to be made. And I, don't, I, I just, I, I do my best. I'm not always, I'm not always great, but I feel like lately, kind of since the quarantine resensitization, I've been able to have like really, really long times without having any kind of uh, what I'd call like some freak out, like meltdown. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Just yeah, that feeling yeah, where you're it. like, fucking everything's out of control or, you know, like, God damn, what the fuck, you know, just that yeah. like, oh, like I'm basking in victimhood right now. Like I haven't really... 
I don't know. I'm becoming more aware of when I'm doing that. So I don't want to do it that often because I'm like, that's not a good well to be keep going back to. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, I, Cass is really good at holding space for yeah. you. I think like the definition of like um, my friend Carrie, who's Kelly McLean's mom, uh, Carrie told, she had a reading for Denise and she said, you know, like, the idea isn't to find someone like who isn't crazy. It's just someone who's the perfect crazy for you. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. that's what this is. It's like that level of crazy matches up where it actually helps you mm-hmm. and you're in tone. And like, I witnessed this couple who there's some like bizarro version of they're, they're t- took way too much acid, way too much acid. They're like party people and they just clearly outlasted everyone into this nightclub scene because they just were the last people at the end of the night. They ended up at this, you know, fire bonfire the other night. They're very nice people, but they're on, they're on planet dimension five, three, four, seven, three, five, two. I don't know. Like they're (laughs) out there, man. They're They got the big Bertha grateful dead LSD and they got sheets of this shit and they're just out there on planet X. Any other combination of people, I, these people would be on the streets. I yeah. think they might have been. I think she was actually telling us a story where she was saying she actually might have rescued this guy from the street. I don't know. Mm. But they were the perfect combination for each other that they were fucking doing it. Like they yeah. were doing it and thriving. And I think that's what, I think what really that requires is to truly like just let yourself be who you feel like being. Yeah. And like you do attract in that, like you both, the reason you guys are together is you both had an ideal of what the perfect relationship looked like. That doesn't mean anything other than this is the perfect relationship and the duration of it um, will continue to be this perfect relationship. That's all it requires. Just a deep, substantial knowing of that. And then just don't freak out when it comes your way. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you know, you guys know it when you, you know what it's like, you know what it's yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's a beautiful thing to like fully finally accept that you're in the perfect relationship because it's so easy to get caught up in what's not going well or if only he would change this or only he would do this differently, then it would be the perfect relationship. No, it's like it's the perfect relationship because he does that, because he's a fiery person who will let me steer the ship most of the time and then once in a while have a temper tantrum and like freak the fuck out. But he's helping me guide the ship in the right direction. And, yeah, and I can't judge right? how he does it because I like that he lets me steer the ship all the time and that I get the burst, the freak out, the fire in him that's like, no, this is what's really important. <laughs> and then I, I, I like it because I can take this new information and then like adjust course at my pace. But he shares his intentions. And at first I was like, oh, I hate that he will have a freak out or whatever. But then I, when I realized how it serves me and it helps me and how I've become a better person because of him and been able to transcend maybe some of the defenses I have. Like I'm a super defensive person and it's, it's still a dance I'm doing, but yeah, it's a, it's a really beautiful thing. And I, um, you know, I, I think a lot about, you Noah, and the, the bravery, the courage, I don't know. I feel like you at some point decided or realized that you had a hungry heart, you know, and that you were in a relationship that had served you, but that was no longer in alignment with where you were going. And you tried to, with your partner, maybe get to the place where you could go the direction your life was going to go with that person. But then, and realizing that, oh, no, this is like the moment where things split. And you, yeah. without having 
a partner, a, a mistress or whatever. An apartment. Nothing. An apartment. A place to go. <laughs> Nowhere. Nothing. You're, you're like, I'm going to go move in with my sister or whatever it is that you did. Like you took that leap of faith with your hungry heart that said, there's something for me. There's something that's going to feed my soul and feed my purpose here. And I'm on a quest to find it. And <clears throat> it's so beautiful. And it has been so beautiful for it's us inspiring. to witness because it's one one of the things that you've said to me that's really stuck with me is like don't bet against someone because if you do that's like coming back to you and then also you've been a guidepost in I know and I feel you rooting for us I feel how you root for your friends I feel how you want everyone. I feel like we feel that from Noah in a way that like other people like talk the talk but like with we feel it like on that cosmic level with no like he yeah, actually does like, want us to succeed there's no jealousy there's no fucking nonsense it's just fun nah nah and i think that's misinterpreted a lot because it is so rare but it, what it comes from and i really hope people understand this is like when you get this shit you're good you mm. don't have to worry about losing something you're not in competition with other people and it's not like this weird game you have to trick yourself into do with like this fucking meditation or whatever it is. It's like, no, you're good. You literally are good in everything that's going to happen into your life, like flow into your life. And you're truthfully in the driver's seat of that. And that's the fun of this realm. It's It wasn't the dominant game or reality for most of history as we know it, but it is now and it's apparent to a lot more people than it's ever been, at least that we know of. And, uh, that's what you don't have to be defensive. You don't have to freak out. You don't, you can be cool as fuck. Also when you're not cool as fuck, when something like jealousy flares its head, you know, I love that you guys saw me go through that in the beginning stages of this relationship. Oh, like dude, I literally went, <laughs> It was insane. I feel like, like you watched me go through something, watching <laughs> you go through something because of my just such like reaction to it. Like no, and it was it. perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> it was literally perfect. Like because it allowed me to indulge and experience every aspect of what that energy could have been in the relationship, but it was like mm. weeding it out like really quickly. And that's how I like to do stuff. And I think that's just like what I think a lot of people gravitate towards to in my, in my energy. It's like, I don't, once I see that something like is a weed, I don't judge that that's a plant and it deserves to grow there and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to weed it. I have something to plant there. It's okay. Yeah. It's I'm not doing something bad. I'm not going to do this everywhere in the world and just rip shit up. But like, we got stuff to plant. Let's plant some good shit, especially if like we have a desire that's really true and powerful and really feels in resonance, which is like you have to find that first, but it can be even a small thing. That we you need to tug at that thread. You have to pull that because if you don't, you're just doing this fucking unsatisfying dance until you figure that out. So just pull the fucking thread imagine really imagine who you would like to be in your perfect world and even if it seems i know the shit that i will experience if i said this out loud to most people they'd be like all right no it's taking this imagination thing pretty far and there's been some incredible results up to this point but that's insane like mm -hmm. that's really insane and and truthfully what my ultimate vision with this shit is is that like everyone gets this shit 
Because when everyone gets it, we don't even have to have conversations about how this shit works. We're just doing it. We're just like, everything's great. Everything's in harmony. Boom. This person's a little fucked up. We don't have to figure it out. Boom. We'll just solve that there. And not in like some utopian, static, boring realm. It gets so much more complex, mysterious, fun, hilarious. You can go into the spectrum of sadness and grief if you want to. Like it's, it's just, it's more intentional rather than feeling like you're just getting like dragging through shit so what do you think is the most uh effective way of introducing these concepts to somebody who who might just like right be on the cusp like might understand the words yes. you're saying but they're yeah. like how would i you it's know, so easy so many tangible examples yeah it's so easy i mean like the truth is is I give the personal experiences as much as possible in my own life, but the truth is, is you just have to test it. That's the best part of this. It's not like, oh, you have to meet this prereq. You have to do this thing and that thing and boom, 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 and you have to be this type of person. You have to have this amount of training and knowledge. It's just like, no, literally just test this very simple principle, which is, listen, when you smoke weed, when you do ketamine, when you're on psychedelics, when you're going to sleep, when you're groggy, even if you ate a big meal and you're like, oh, I shouldn't eat that much food, rather than think that, just be like, oh, great, I put myself into an amazing state of like drowsiness where I'm going to probably fall asleep. You don't even have to be that specific about it. You can be pretty fucking lazy once you click into it. It's kind of like a a duck pin bowling where there's bumpers. You can't really fuck it up too much. Mm -hmm. Like you really like just direct your consciousness towards what you would like to be and how you would like to feel. The easiest thing to test for a logical, analytical type of mind who's going to be the person who's like questioning this still at this point, um, construct a clear and vivid mental scene in that state of grogginess as you drift to sleep that implies whoever you would like to be or whatever you would like to have. Um, Some simple scene that implies that's true. Just like it could be like, oh, let's just use a really basic example. It could be metaphorical. It can be literal. Let's say you wanted a new vehicle. You wanted a new car. You don't imagine like going and buying the new car and blah, blah, blah. You could maybe imagine throwing the keys at the, you know, place where you throw your keys when you walk in your house or apartment. That's all. Something with the logo of the car that you bought. Just something simple. Rather than visualizing it or hearing it, which are all great, feel how it would actually feel and just replay it loosely, casually. It doesn't have to be this big fucking to do. It's not some holy space. Just do that. And eventually what happens is you'll subconsciously accept it. Higher self will deliver it, whatever. Your reality, and this is how reality always works, will be reconstructed to serve that subconscious belief, that intuitive wisdom belief. And some magical, usually magical, what feels magical set of circumstances with very little action externally on your part, these things will happen. Mm. And then after a certain point, you're like, oh, this is how shit works. And then when you're going to sleep, if shit's a little wonky, if shit's been a little weird, trust me, there's ample evidence in my life (laughs) these days of this happening on various days. You go to sleep in the confidence that it's going to be resolved in the perfect way and you persist in that belief and eventually you stop fighting with yourself so much and shit just kind of works out. And then you can watch people react to shit working out for you for a while. And you can be like, whoa, some people are cool with this. Some people do not like this. Some people don't like the implications of what this could mean, what it represents. But enough people, I think, when they see you doing well, and they see that it's not a trick. There's not like some secret persona where I go like turn off this thing. And I'm like, ah, fuck everything. This fucking month. Like it's pretty consistent throughout. People are like, all right, there's got to be something there. Let me test this shit. But honestly, it's literally just test it. 
Just do it, do it at night. Do it when you're going to sleep. It's literally the well, easiest and, thing. And I mean, the trick is, though, in part, investing in a positive future rather than a negative future. Well, you're doing it anyway is the truth. Yeah. This yeah. is just proving it to yourself. Just You're just putting awareness on the active mechanism, which is your state of consciousness. The whole premise here is that your consciousness is God. Mm-hmm. Every God you ever read about, every goddess, everything, it's literally just your sense of I am. That's what they're talking about. Can also be all those other things, historical, Jesus, whatever you, sure, great, wonderful. But that's it. So test it. Just test if it's true. Everything that was true of God is true of you. Do you have everything? Are you an omnipotent being li- capable of literally everything in duality from the worst acts to the best acts? Of course. Are you trapping yourself in a prison of your own design? Sure. that's okay are you succumbing to the demons you created and want to transcend great whatever just like it's you and then when you really start testing it and it starts making sense you're like oh shit i don't evaporate into nothingness and have to go not have a body anymore that's what i used to think i thought like if you got to this point basically where everything is pretty much working out all the time even when it seems like it's not and you understand how to deal with that energy i'd be like oh you'd probably just like evaporate you'd die And I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's some reality where I'm keeling over every two seconds of a brain aneurysm, but like not this one. Yeah. I'm lucid. I'm talking. I'm awake in this dream. Well, there's wake up still some work for us all to do because there's work for you to help collectively help other people wake up, which your podcast clearly does for people. Yeah. And I think that as we wake up, we are faced in this current reality with um, a beautiful opportunity to co-create a reality that is more harmonious and loving and, um, well, that, that's what I think of. It's funny because I've heard Noah describe this a million times and I love just catching up with the way that you, the words you'll use to describe this. And every time I make different analogies and this time as you're saying the words, I'm like, oh, he's talking about having a more positive and harmonious conversation with God because yeah. we're having that conversation anyway. So, I mean, it, this does take work, but it's not something that's not available to every motherfucker out there totally is you know it, you just need proof yes exactly it was somewhere to you point just need your to faith. prove to yourself mm-hmm. that's the whole thing like we're doing it anyway it's like that's the whole thing it's not like oh when i get to this point then i'll start manifesting the things i believe in it's like no your reality is literally a reflection of your state of consciousness the thing that i think fucks some people up is is they really believe in the past they really believe that shit is real because i can write something down or we could record something and put it out later we look the past is real clearly it extends until our entire memories it's not real it's totally malleable doesn't Mm -hmm. exist time doesn't exist we're stretching it out like silly putty and running out this script which means the old you doesn't exist ever unless you want it to but that i find people get really attached myself included at times whenever i say people rest assured (laughs) it's definitely something I've gone through or I'm going through. You get attached to these old versions of yourselves. I learned this with music. Music was a really potent teacher for this, but also like physical exercise and shit like that. You get attached to, oh, I can't run because my knees hurt, or I can't, I always get play the same chord patterns, or I can't do this one lick. And you start believing this, or I always get addicted to this thing, and my relationships always look like this. So you start believing it, and then other people around you are like, yeah, man, you always get, you can't do that. Well, you know, you can't, it's not, a, it's all reflected mm-hmm. back to you until you get to the point where you're like, huh, maybe if I just go, I can do this and do that simple technique or go back to the time you couldn't do it in your imagination and go, oh, I did it perfectly then, that ripples forward, or you make the change in present time, or you create the future, or you walk into it. Any one of those things are effective at like showing you that you just transcend it quickly. Like, mm. 
And then it's fun. And then it's really, this reality gets as wild as your imagination. And most people here seem to have pretty wild imaginations. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you, uh, like, where does, where does it, um, do you find that people get overwhelmed? Because I feel like right now, especially with um, coronavirus yeah. and and the necessary need for change in structural and systemic change, especially when it comes to um, being anti-racist, is really can feel really overwhelming to people and be like, oh shit, like I fucked up. Like I'm on this timeline because I fucked up because I'm so fucked up on the inside. Like we have to uh, be anti-racist out here because we're in, there's racism in our heart that maybe is learned behavior or whatever it is. And how is it that we come to this place where you see everything outside that you're like, oh my God, am I responsible for things going in this direction? Am I responsible for this fucking virus am i responsible for all this yes and then how do you take on that responsibility the burden of that responsibility and transmute it to to something positive i mean i know my tricks and i know how i do it and i know yeah but i'd love to know how you do it (laughs) yeah i mean you wake up to the realization that you're god and god would have to bear that responsibility and doesn't mean you have to act as some fucking person responsible for everything even though you are but in your reality your conception of it creates it So if you have a conception of reality that's bleak and dismal and not great, you're going to experience that reality. That's what this is. It's a canvas and you can tune into any aspect of this reality. Does that mean we can't all discern that there are systemic injustices in 3D reality that need to be rectified? Of course not. But if it means that our imagination creates it, we then have a very powerful tool to gaining maybe the necessary resources to buy political info, any number of things. We could just like, this shit could all collapse. And then where are the new leaders? Whatever it is, there's any number of infinite possibilities that lead you to the point where this reflects how you feel. Now, the best part of this is when we react intensely to shit out there, whether that's someone punching our mom in the face, some shit that's so just objectively horrible, that's us. There's some aspect of us where we are doing that to ourselves. And this is a very difficult lesson for people. I use the pedophile example Mm. where it's not like you see someone being a pedophile. You're a pedophile inside. But there's a part of you that whatever energy led to that person to express something that's out of tune with everything around him that probably led to very negative quote unquote consequences in his lives and the increased suffering wasn't skillful, right? There is something there inside of you where that energy exists as well because you're everything that doesn't mean you're just everything good and nothing Mm -hmm. bad that's not how it works this is duality you're literally everything but you get these wonderful opportunities of looking at situations and being like wow if i can just not react to the objective horror that's going on here but subjectively implant the beauty in this and the perfectness of this Hmm. chances are if I can really believe that this is going to flip into something beyond my wildest dreams, like mm-hmm. just absolutely like more in resonance than something I wanted um, and, you know, feels more empowering, which is ultimately a sense of community. It's a sense of connection. It's a sense of grace, of balance, of stability. Um, that's That's what people want ultimately. Like mm-hmm. it's not hard to figure out the people – when people react negatively, it's because they're trying to use external reality like a gun to get some. It's like having a gun, trying to get something from external reality is like having a gun and putting it to someone you really like and be like, love me. 
love mm-hmm. me. Even if that person was destined to love you, that's not how it's going to happen. No one is going to feel like, hey, oh, I love this person now because they have a gun to my head. They may even feel attached. It doesn't matter. It's not love. Like you're not giving them a choice. So you just have to like, you know, you have to trust fall into yourself at the end of the day and know you're a good person. So like if you incarnated in a reality where bad shit is happening, it's probably your function to like stabilize your shit and make it a better place, but not feel accountable for making it a bad thing. Right. That's it's a it's an incredible opportunity that you're saying, because as we hold the gun less to ourselves, we will hold the gun less to other people. And you have uh, to do it like that. And also, and also find it in ourselves to, to point out, oh, look, this is where guns being held to people. This is not um, how we do things anymore. It's a role mm. to you, you bind people in by doing that, right? Like you're binding people who are racist. If we believe there are racists, this doesn't mean by not believing in racism, they go away instantly. But if we believe there are racists that need to be stamped out, that will forever be racist. It's like getting towards a wall, but always going half as close to the wall. You'll never hit the wall. You'll literally never hit it. You're going to be infinitely going just a little bit closer, but never hitting that wall. Mm -hmm. To take those bigger steps, you have to like free people of being racist. You can say, you know what? These people acted like complete shitheads for thousands of years, for hundreds of years. They've demonstrated nothing but the greatest of incompetence and just heartlessness but you know what? They're not racist. That's that's some other fucking energy that they're processing. They had to process this weird kind of gross yeah. energy. Like that's a polarity from an old paradigm. Yeah. In, in the new realm that we're building out here, that's not even on the table. We understand why that cropped up from the old system because that's what it was meant to do. Yeah. But really, no one wants to really fucking behave that way when it comes down to it. And let's offer people a wide berth to come back home, mm-hmm. you know, to figure out who they are again and how they want to function in society and what they have to offer beyond anger, hate, and separation. Yeah, the, I mean, the opportunity that we're finding, like what Noah's talking about, is for us to expand each other's consciousness. And that's why, I mean, podcasts are probably so much a thing is because you can visit with other people, they can share their ideas, and then you can expand your ideas of of how things can be and should be. And that's what's going to happen. You can't necessarily make a racist smaller because you're just going to make them angrier. You have to expand their heart with compassion. And sometimes sometimes that's by scaring the shit out of them. But then (laughs) Mm. I think there's like a lot of tactics and... Um, but ultimately what needs to happen is expansion. Well, uh, uh, expansion on your end, because there's like, as I think, as we've learned, there's only so much you can do to impart something on someone else that, you know, they're not, it's not going to get through to them. You're not going to change them. But if you change yourself to encompass love and compassion for them, that starts to bring the bird out of the cage a little bit. No, that's it because you're God. That's how this works. This is what people don't. That's the responsibility and accountability that <clears throat> people want to dance around usually. Uh, I know I did it. When you really get this shit, which out, without that sounding egotistical, like you're responsible for how people, if you are the person who really understands this, you will get the reactions from your world that validate that. If you're the person who kind of believes this but isn't really sure, you rest assured there's going to be plenty of situations to infiltrate you with doubt. There's going to be plenty of situations where you really imagine something. You want that so bad. You want world peace. World peace. You imagine it's so good. You can feel it's so good. And it's just, where is it? Where is it? And then you'll constantly be testing yourself. When you, when you want to know how you feel world peace, you know it's an inevitability. 
You know it doesn't even matter if it happens in this version of your life. It's irrelevant, but you know it's an inevitability. That's where it goes. And when that's the place you're operating from, you're also not trying to figure out the ways and means that you get to world peace because that would be infinitely complex and impossible to like suss out consciously and logically. And you just click into the groove of, oh, I'm in the world peace groove now. That's where this is. Mm. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's it's it's a much more precarious place to be because you have to accept everything in life without not accept everything that's not the right you need to accept the parts of reality that are in resonance with what you really believe in and truly reject you like you want to know my life works out so well my tolerance for shit i don't like these days is so low I, I do not tolerate realities where shit isn't working out for me. And I know that can sound childish and immature. It's not. I trust myself enough to know that what I'm out of resonance with is not what's best for me or the people around me. Truthfully, yeah. not because I'm a baby, not because I'm a selfish prick, not because I'm a fucking asshole, although there's going to be plenty of evidence that those are true. No, it's because you're well-tuned. I can feel that. Yeah. You've tuned your instrument and you know what a bad note feels like and you don't want to be around it. And that's it. And I know that like these big macro situations where people feel out of tune with it, it's all good. I know that sounds like I, these systems inevitably lead to everyone doing what they're exactly supposed to do. And I just don't judge people for the roles that they play, even racist. That's the first thing you can do to like really change someone's behavior, not change, but allow that space. What Cass is doing for you, Sean? Like, oh, yeah, you know, no, she's holds, you know what I mean? Like, no. It's just what Denise does for me, what I do for Denise, what you do for Cass. Like you provide the space and the soil for them to plant the versions yeah. of themselves that they want to be. Well, That's she, she would never it. say you're an angry person. She would hold space for me to realize I was angry and I don't want to be like that anymore. And that's so much more powerful because then we're not fighting about it. It's just something that I have to accept and incorporate and integrate if I want to have a good relationship with this girl. Well, also, you finally told me, like, I mean, I have a hard time not saying you're a fucking asshole sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I get that, too. Don't worry. (laughs) And I really but I really feel like I've stopped saying that as much, maybe because you're less of an asshole, but also because. I realize that I don't want to like use bad language towards you. Like I, yeah. I, I like, you don't call me a bitch. No. You know what I mean? You never no. call me a bitch, but sometimes I just can't help it. I'm just like, you're a fucking asshole. Well, you're not a bitch though. I am an asshole. <laughs> yeah. That's the feminine rage too. Also like don't undervalue the, the burning feminine rage that I think that's been my superpower as a man. And I think that's, that's partially something all of my partners have respected. Cause they don't, I get here. There's a lot from it. Like, I understand that feminine rage and I understand what it's like to unleash it on someone. And there's wisdom in that too. And sometimes it is calling an asshole an asshole. And sometimes it is just like really like putting something in its place. I think the, the, the divine masculine most of the time is learning is getting a good, good old slice of humble pie these days. Like in most relationships, regardless of where the energy is, which requires listening. It requires like fucking having enough discipline, focus, and wanting to connect, the desire to connect, that you're willing to put your outward expression of your ego down for a little bit and listen, listen to surroundings and listen to what this woman's not only expressing with her words, but her actions, the way she moves around the house, the things she wants to do, how she operates every day. 
you know, is, is she doing good? Does she want to exercise? Does she want to meditate? Like really listening to the rhythms of your partner and really listening to what their soul is yearning for. And because it's because you're going through the same thing, you want the same fucking thing. So why not start listening to your partner, this beautiful sacred mirror that you invited into your life? Like yeah. instead of instead of it having this um, this cartoonish thing, I think that we really get taught through culture too, like this sitcomish like kind of I see a lot of my more I don't want to this sounds judgy, but like my more basic friends like love all of the like oh the old ball and chain like that type of behavior about their partner like oh let's see if i can get away from the girl this weekend i could really like like this whole like i don't know just this thing i feel like cultures put on us like oh what there's such a fucking pain in the ass and i'm just like no way would i ever want to talk about Cass like that Cass yeah is me she's such a big part of my identity yeah. i wouldn't want to talk about myself like that but that's what it is you get that <laughs> You yeah, get that. If someone yeah. is expressing that in their closest of relationships, that is what they're saying about themselves. Wow. Right? Yeah, that's I their really own unrest. Like, it's their own shadow stuff that they don't want to deal with, that they have found a convenient way of, on a regular daily basis, put it on someone else. And that's a really clever trick. And that's what we do in every situation that we don't want to deal with for the most part. We either cling to an identity that's the opposite of it or we use it as fuel to kind of like solidify some aspect of ourselves that, you know, we don't want to deal with yet. So we crystallize it, you know? Yeah, there's an, there's can be an, like an exporting of rage or crankiness or wherever our state of being is. And one of the hacks I found, and I don't even need to use this right now, but I remember like just being in a pissy mood where Sean was pissing me off or whatever it is. And I just like, was like, I have a headache. You know what I mean? Like this, this is like probably a trick I've used like twice in our relationship, but I still think it's a valuable trick. And she's told me to use it. That's, that, that's how honest she is. She's told me to use this trick. Yeah. Where it's like, look, I'm in a bad mood. Everything you say or do is going to annoy the shit out of me. And like, let me extricate myself from this situation, but not make it your problem. Like take. (laughs) She's already used this on me so much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an idiot though. Like, and I fully accept it too. Like, most of it is like the exception to the rule is me being right. And I fully embrace that in so many ways. It doesn't mean I'm never right. And do- it doesn't mean I don't pretend like I'm right all of the time. But it means like there really is a power to understanding that your partner has some insight into how you are that you probably won't be able to have as easily. And it can be told, you could be like, yeah, that's right. That sounds right. You could be like, no, I never thought about it like that. But like, they're giving you a glimpse. That's what these are. They're mirrors, right? And this is like, you ask like, how did I know? Or like, how did I get, you know, invite this energy? And 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 to be clear, like, I know a lot of people think this, just even probably amongst my close friends. And like, I literally, like when I got when I left the house, I, it was exactly like you guys said it. Like I had nothing. Like I didn't have, I had my sister's place to go to a backpack full of clothes. My kids were at this place. There was no relationship waiting for me. There was no anything really there except the knowledge and confidence that like, I knew that this was the right thing to do. But because I started to like really give myself the qualities of what I would want in a perfect relationship, that person popped up in my life in a perfect way that, you know, to this day, it it astounds me. I just didn't even know it was possible for this to exist in the world. And just like, 
on the spectrum of feeling and it's just a constant reminder. I tell her this all the time. I'm like, listen, even if any of the other goals that I've set in my life don't happen, like in any way, shape or form, like I already fucking won. Like the odds of literally finding someone who's able to match your resonance in such a harmonious way, like the odds against that statistically, you could win fucking mega millions a thousand times in a row and it would still pale in comparison to that. It's like the size of, you know, an, an individual human to like the galaxy. It's like an infinitesimal probability and it happened and it happened really quickly too. And it was completely based on me being like, I love myself. Like, I'm amazing. I'm attractive. I'm hilarious. I'm cool. I'm confident. I'm sexy. Like, all of the fucking shit that I would want in someone else. I said, you know, wouldn't it be amazing? I just gave it to myself. Sure enough, you start vibrating at that frequency, and that's the trick of life. That's how you can resonate with people who are low vibration, who are expressing hatred, poor self-images, outwardly doing fucked up shit. It's how you can go and chill and play a note that's maybe not the exact same note, but one that's a higher octave up that sounds like it's in resonance. Tune them up to that. It's just a step up. So like that's that's how we do this shit is with our feelings and giving ourselves those qualities and it's foolproof. Man, I, I think about that. The first time that you, uh, th- it's kind of eerie and cool and and justifies what you're saying in a way. The first time you smoked DMT was over here, whenever probably like October or November, and like you're going into the most vulnerable like source code state you could possibly be in, and we were blasting that song Higher Love, and it's like <laughs> bring me a higher love, and look what happened with your life, man. I knew it at the time too. We were all obsessing over that song. Like we were all like using that song in our community. Like this is a, this is, this is something we want. We want to tune into a higher love. That's what this is all about. And then like you started finding it on the physical plane and it was like, wow, man. That's what he's talking about in that song. I mean, also dear Mr. Fantasy, right? I mean, just a great song from traffic, (laughs) but like also like he literally talks about, I can make the sunshine from pure desire. Like mm. he literally taught, he's not joking. When Steve Winwood wrote this song, you rest assured wherever he was getting that lyric from, he knew that day he made the motherfucking sun come out. And I'm sure there's plenty of people listening and you guys have done it too, where you can clearly see your state of consciousness matches perfectly the external weather of your world. And you know that there is a connection there. Maybe you're not the full cause of, but you're clearly a part of what you're experiencing out there and like that's what imagination is that's what consciousness is that's what god is and like it's incumbent on everyone to prove it to themselves and like it just gets too uncomfortable not to it's not even like you have to do this because it's so serious it's just like at a certain point you're like i would rather just do this Mm -hmm. it's like it's like (laughs) that can really be it it doesn't have to be this big fucking serious thing it can just be like this sucks i would rather not Totally, because I think that I think what's being called out now too collectively is that silence is saying something, you know, being quiet right now is saying something. So if you live your life thinking you don't co-create, you're still co-creating your life. You're just co-creating it from a place of thinking that you don't need to do anything. You don't want to do anything. And you're going to see that come back towards you. And so it's like, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's just what you're saying, though, no, is like we are imagining our reality and it's where do you want to point it? How do you want to direct it? And I think we um, 
we're all trying to get on the same page together because even though there's not one utopic reality, which I had to totally uh, unmarry myself from because I thought that there was like some utopic vision of the world that we could all work towards. And then I realized, no, there's my utopic version of the world. Correct. And that is not in alignment with everyone else. And that's okay. Couldn't and, be also. Yeah. yeah there's no way it the could function. be. Yeah. So it's also like releasing attachment to exactly how I want the world to be, but I can have a larger vision for how I want people to feel. I want people to feel safe. I want people to feel cared for. I want to feel people to feel creative. I want to feel people to feel like there's opportunity. I want to feel like um, there's so many wishes and dreams and desires I have for myself and other people that I don't think that there's one version of reality that leads to that. Or, But I think there is a way that we can all move in that direction and that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone is taught at a Montessori school or this happens no, or it's any gonna look particular different. thing yeah it's it's accommodating versions of reality that other people want to play out like I've known this as someone for as spaced out and as crazy as I am like I just to be clear, I fully expect the NFL season to start relatively normally amidst COVID and global riots. I expect to <laughs> Dolphin watch the boy. Dolphins play this year. I expect to watch, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick get hurt within the first quarter of the season and Tua come out and, you know, do some fun stuff. Like I I am comfortable moving through the different modalities of reality in a way that like, you know, I get the juice of it all. Like I'm not, I'm not thinking we're going to on ramp quickly to an end of everyone's suffering. People also come here to suffer, not because they're fucked up, but that's like judging someone's kink. That's like judging, like, because someone likes to get pissed on being like, oh, they're weird. Ugh, they're so gross. How gr Just because you don't want to get pissed. I don't want to get pissed on right now. Okay. I don't have to maybe define later. myself. <laughs> yeah, maybe later. Who knows? You got to leave it open. Can't ever be shut up. The trick is this is a real manifestation trick is don't say you'll never do something or you're disgusted by something. I guarantee you will find yourself in a situation where either you or someone you love you have to accommodate that behavior. So that's why I said, you know, listen, P, if you're into it, that's great. But it doesn't like you, you don't judge someone's version of reality. That's not your job to do. If you want to play that game, what you're going to be doing is judging the fuck out of yourself until you realize it's not a fun game to do because everyone else out there, man, that's just your image of them. So if you're judging them, they're this type of person. They're not nice to you. They don't do this, blah, blah, blah. You're just saying it to yourself. They're just running out that character. They're not even, they don't even have any power. They're just like these fucking characters that you're running out there that mm. are reflecting back what you want to hear through their mouths. You can't even be mad at them. It sucks that joy out of it too. Like you can't even be mad at the people who are dicks to you anymore. It's like, fuck. It's yeah. me. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, it was <laughs> Do you me want this shit along. now? Ugh. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> that but, whole that whole it was me all along is like the the self disarming like oh fuck I have less weapons I don't want to use these weapons if it's me <laughs> I actually have compassion for that motherfucker yeah even if they're fucking reflecting back the the worst version of me you know shit I honor them doing that role and I also hold fast to the vision that you know they won't be bound by that reality because if you just keep holding people to shitty versions of them in your head you're the asshole yeah. that's how this works then Cass has to come out and say you're the asshole to all of us oh so. yeah yeah oh totally <laughs> and but then i have to find out that i'm the asshole yeah <laughs> wait <laughs> hold on you're yeah. little sweetie i'm i'm sure little sweeties aren't 
calling other people assholes though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you always get what you need in life. That's right. Isn't the Rolling Stones you can't always get what you want, but get what you need. Oh yeah, the, man. The trick is just matching them. Just match them. That's where I, you know, you know what I knew me and Denise were, were of like mind is there's a saying, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And my entire life, I'm like, that saying makes no fucking sense. Of course you can. I have my cake and I'm eating it too. What do you mean? I do it all the time whenever I have cake. And she's like, I've literally been going around saying this to people my entire life. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And I think it's reflective of just how we view the world, which is, yeah, you can. Don't tell me I can't fucking have a good time and be a good person and feel great. Yeah, I can. Like, especially if you tell me I can't, then I most certainly can. Tell me that there's a limit on enlightenment and bliss. Please go reflect that to me so I can fucking show you that that's not true. Like, yeah. that's I live for that shit, so... We have all these little sayings and stories and tendencies to really like limit our experience. And that's the selfish thing we do when we try to pull other people into our experience, into our hellscapes or into the kingdom of like, like Cass was saying, like my kingdom of heaven. If I was taking Cass hand in hand to the kingdom of heaven within me, she might be fucking scared shitless when that thing opened because it has nothing to do with what her kingdom of, um, have, of heaven would look like or, or be. But I think it would feel the same. It I would think, feel the same. That's yeah. the truth. That's the truth. Even if it looked like flying pig monsters with vomiting bile, it would still feel the same. That's where you got to... I really had a ketamine trip the other day where I had this really weird thought that like we're all these like... We're these like self-creative <clears throat> avatars of organic matter that we alchemize suffering through like organic things we put into our body and the air we breathe and these relationships and then our waste our like pee is like this alchemical gold that they use to harvest mm. and like use is like this water to like level up and like travel through dimensions <sighs> and it was a ketamine thought and it was quickly <laughs> like followed by like the ketamine wore off thank god i'm not gonna live in that reality for the rest <laughs> of my life but i was like you know what like i went there that yeah. was a place. Yeah. That's real. That's someone's fucking reality somewhere. And if that feeling led to like a place of satisfaction and bliss, which I believe for me, it was enough to like make me go to the bathroom, which is what I was trying to do. <laughs> I yeah. was like, you know what? All good. <laughs> All good. <laughs> I'm going to hit this bong. That's what we were doing between our two podcasts. I, I realized this one's going to be on camera. So I had to go clean this this bomb oh it's so nice yeah i just have joints here yeah. i have a lot of good weed though which is nice oh man well we'll have to do a little uh a little exchange or whatever yeah i had i had someone write to me and say i'm only writing to you to find out how you clean your bong because i'm watching the show now and that thing's crystal clear every time what do you use the the orange cleaner no um very very simple just get like uh those coarse what is it coarse sea salt like the coarsest salt you could you can get and you pour a bunch of that in there and then the alcohol that's 91 percent, not that much and you just shake it around in there and everything just like strips off and it looks like and he puts again. a little wine that's bottle insane. plug yeah yeah Wow. It works so well. You know, I should make that um, uh, some viral content for our Very Ape YouTube page. Do a TikTok. Yeah, I should just like Dude, simple. If you here's do... how you fucking clean a bong, man. Guys, just master TikTok and then we're gold. They don't <sighs> like our content. They remove anything that's drug related. Yeah, the first no, thing well, first of posted all, got removed. <laughs> for, what did you What did you post that got removed? It was like me and Carrie blowing bong hits on each other and like they were like, Oh, no. that got removed? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no weed on TikTok? Or is that true? Or... 
No, there's no. No, right. there's there's. So I found secret. Weed okay, so it's really. so what there is there's this contingent of like Zoomers who are doing psychedelics, but they're all like they'll talk about it and do these memes about it, but they won't actually show themselves taking it. So they'll be like, I took mushrooms, like in text, and then like they'll show like play music afterwards of them like tripping and like hugging a tree and they're clearly tripping, but it looks like positive content. So like there's ways that like they get. But I also saw riot shit on TikTok recently. Like, I don't know. It's Chinese. It's spyware. And there's an agenda. But oh, Lord. God, I love me some TikTok I, sometimes. I love it, too. I deleted it, though. I do like it. <laughs> I, I the, the, the main thing that concerns me is, like, like, I don't ever really directly look at it, but her and Carrie are always going on there. So I, like, hear it going on, and it's like very stimulating and it seems designed for a fragmented attention span or to further fragment your attention span i'm not really sure well, what's going on but it's here's pretty the thing, crazy here's the thing here's the thing a i find it to be one of the best communal things you can do if you watch it with someone else it's great it's isolating if you don't there's a culture there denise and i were talking about it because we both like it probably the last people would be pegged as like TikTok connoisseurs. But like there's some inner child aspect to it when you click into the right vein, the way this stuff like hits you and makes you laugh or like the cute stuff or like the, even the like the deep, like insightful shit. It just satisfies this like six of cups, childlike innocence to it. And I think it's really healing. I think these Zoomers, these young kids who like predominantly are on the platform, not just all of them, but like people who are young at heart, coalesce around it because it's just like a cool thing yeah yeah i i think it's like it's not only healing but it's it's kind of like like us little monkeys discovering this this new thing like wow all of a sudden we have the ability to tap into so many experiences from so many places and and see what people are doing and see what they look like and and see what they feel like and see what makes them laugh and like it's this whole new level of the human experience that it wasn't like this a hundred fucking years ago, less. Where, like, think about how many people you would. A hundred years ago, dude. It wasn't like this when we were kids. What but do like, you mean? but like, like, think like a hundred, two hundred <laughs> years ago. The amount of people that you would even see within your whole life. Oh, that's true. W- would yeah. not be the yeah. amount that you would see within ten minutes on TikTok. So it's like well, we're so yeah. excited because we're getting to download all these new experiences and feel all these things without having to be those people, without having to travel places. That's what it is. Yeah. But you see, that's the secret there. I think that's what I realized about reality is I think sometimes people think they'll cut themselves off from the spectrum of reality that's suffering or painful or difficult if they feel good most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you cut yourself off. You can experience it in different ways. This is a thought I had earlier today. It's, it's, I don't need to see my kid in the hospital anymore. I went through that. I experienced what that was like when Gabe was in the hospital when he was young a few times. I'm good on that. Like I know what the resonant lesson and juice is there. I'm not saying it won't ever happen again, but I kind of know it won't. It doesn't mean I won't ever feel that again. I can know what it's like for a mother or a father to lose their child when I see it in the news or see an example or like whatever happens, just an incident of death. Mm. You can still go into it, but you don't have to do it as you. That's something that if you really understand this stuff, you have a little bit more control than you think you do. And that's a scary thought for people because then you start talking about things like conquering death for yeah. real. 
Yeah. Conquering mm-hmm. it as a state of mind, of course, but like conquering death, not like I'm going to live in this physical form forever. I'm never going to, this mortal coil here isn't going to be shed like a snakeskin. But yeah, I am immortal. But not I literally letting it control you, conquering yeah. it, not letting it be the thing that is not allowing you to live anymore. That's to me like conquering death. And you're going to have to do that f- fucking day in and day out in a way. It gives you the zest of to live. I don't know. De- thinking about death makes me want to live harder and fuller and... Yeah. Also, right. yeah, you you are immortal. Like whether people want to face that or not, like you 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 do live forever. It's not going to be in this exact way. Yeah, Don't but get too attached to that. But well, you are immortal. That's the big death. Like we're going through big deaths every moment of our day. Like this version of ourselves, this version of reality. Like, okay, now that was dead. Okay, now that just died. Okay, just died again. This version of myself. That 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 person that state of being and but it's it's a freeing it's a freeing death because it's um it allows us to tap into the range of emotion and understand what's possible like you're saying but also where we want what we want to feed what kind of energy we want to feed in ourselves and our communities in um yeah in our imagination yeah I mean, that's what it is at the end of the day. It's just figure out what you want to see outpictured in this reality and recognize you have the power to do that. And if you don't believe it yet, prove it to yourself. Test Make a the piece shit. of art. Like, I mean, I feel like that's like probably the easiest, most tangible way of, of putting to the test of what you're talking about. Have something in your I'm head st- and try to make it. <laughs> I'm still listening. I'm just going to go get weed over here. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm going I'm to I'll hit this, <laughs> this bong on camera. Oh, there's some beautiful light shining into your back room there where... Uh, oh, yeah. Dude, it's the river. It's the oh, river. cool. Be- oh, that's the side no. of the house that faces the river? Yeah, man. The I Hudson. have my exercise bike facing there, and it's fucking... No, that side is... Yeah, it faces the Hudson, too. But I have a solarium. Nice. Like, lamb's bread. Like, oh, cool. You just can get weed delivered up there? No, I get it from the city. Like... We got a whole underground Corona community. There's a whole, there's a whole, there's a whole scene up here, guys. There's it's layers like, to this thing. There's layers to I'm this. Ro- thing. I'm rooting for you guys, but it makes me nervous as hell. Yeah. No, don't be nervous. Listen, here's the thing. Corona, just, you got to know this and you got to be comfortable just knowing this. Like, you're good. You're good. Like, I, it sounds like the height of hubris it sounds like may the gods strike you down that's if you believe in an external force in the universe that's not you you're good this timeline you're good i only say that because like i know i'm good which doesn't mean i don't ever question it i'm not a fucking delusional psychopath but i know i'm good there's too much evidence that that says we're good related to corona corona is actually in my opinion a very benevolent gentle reminder from the divine feminine that's like hey chill the fuck out guys he chill the fuck out. Or if you want to jump off this ride because you don't want to be in the reality where your imagination creates everything in front of your face and that freaks you out, you can die now and get off and go to a different one where this happens later. You go back to a different point in history where that's not what's going on. But for those of us who want to experience this energy, this is, this is what's going on. That's why people feel compelled to go out and protest in the face of the virus with impunity, right? Of course, like I get that. I mean, most people are not going to be affected by this. That's something that like people need to statistically at least face, regardless of how these things are adding up and how they classify corona deaths. Also, let's be clear, just like totally clear about this shit. 
hospitals and medical facilities, just if we're buying into any type of just practical things, the way this shit works is they get paid money when they designated people COVID deaths or COVID related patients. So there's a tendency, not because these are bad or evil people, but to sustain the systems that are in operation for the insurance companies, for the medical facilities that rely on this money to like from the federal government, like all this stuff. So let's be a little careful about like the percentages that we know about now. And more importantly, like people like it's it's not that people we we may know we know people are in hospital like Evan. I know people who have died within, you know, my immediate surroundings who are connected to my family but not members of it. So it's not that I'm saying this doesn't exist. It's just recognize the function of this stuff um isn't maybe all that it seems. And I, I I also like I know this is fucking kind of you know, people would say it's pseudoscience or just totally up batshit insane. I do believe in faith healing. I do believe that your ability to know that you can heal your body and heal yourself and recognize you will run out the pattern that leads to your best healing. That happens. Does that mean that everyone who believes that and really feels that they believe that will always be healthy and never die? No, that's not what that believes. But it means that like if you know you have a purpose here, if you really do, I know this sounds like Joel Austin, like kind of fucking faith preachy shit, but it's not like I can't let something like Corona dictate what like I, I introduced my like, here's here's the proof is in the pudding. Corona is still going on. It's still spreading. It's still around. I introduced my dad who had a mild heart incident uh, last year who smoked cigarettes is like, you know, technically not the person you want around Corona. But at a certain point, I made the decision that like in two months of him not seeing his grandchildren was more harmful to his health and his state of well-being than letting him see his fucking grandkids. And do I do I think he's going to die in the next month or two months from seeing his grandkids? No. Do I think he's going to die from seeing me and being in a car with me? No. Does the potentiality exist that he does? Of course. I'm not a fucking brazen, impudent asshole. But let me tell you what else I know. He ain't going to die from this shit. I know what makes people happy. I know what people put themselves on the earth to do. And it's not for him to see his grandkids and then die a death. It's for him to be around grandkids because he wanted to have grandkids because it makes his soul feel complete. So I'm not going to shield him away from that and... That's how I feel with most of my friends, but um, I'm acting as though it doesn't exist. I wear the mask. So you know, I got in a confrontation the other day Dude, in Rhinebeck. I saw you post that on Twitter, and I was laughing my ass off. And I, I miss this. What happened? You oh. don't even know how fucking funny it was. It, dude, I couldn't believe it. I was with the kids and Denise. She was in shock. Literally going to the farmers market. This dude's on a bench. He had just eaten a donut. And I saw this guy, he seemed normal, normal white guy, totally like couldn't be more unassuming, normal person. Walking past, we had just got a special mask for Eli because I'm very considerate of other, other people's feelings. We all have masks. The baby doesn't have a mask. He's a fucking baby. And I walk past and the guy goes six feet. And I go, ha, ha, ha. You know, I'm laughing. He doesn't have a mask on because he was just eating. He goes, no, no, I'm serious. And he jumps up and he goes, six feet, six feet. It's New York state law. And I go, you're joking, Right. And he goes, no, I'm not joking. And I'm like, dude, you got to be fucking kidding me. And I have kids wow. and I have a baby. And he's like, no, it's, it's New York state law. And I was like, call the fucking police then. Literally call the police. And then what's funny is I realize now he has this game of like invisible force field. So I'm like, oh, he's, I have a force field now. I just took his force field. So I'm like, he's like, he's like, you go back. I'm like, no, you move. He's like, why should I move? I was sitting here. I'm like, cause you're in a public space. 
you can move or call the police. And so like he moved out of the way, we walked by and that was it. But I was just like, to me, like I didn't even get agitated. It wasn't like I was amped up. I was just like, I know why this happened. I literally run through these types of scenarios in my mind because I'm a psychopath and I want to be in these positions where like there's something so ridiculously wrong with someone's behavior where I can enact out these scenes. So I was like, wow. Even even someone like that has a perfect function in my reality. But see, yeah, man, I, like, I was reading that thread and I was on the first tweet and I was like, "Oh, this is the Twitter thread where Noah reveals he he had that very <laughs> special moment that a father and his sons have where they watch their dad kick the shit out of some guy." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was so ready. I was so ready to throw down. I think. My new line, though, is just call the police. No, and it's a privilege no, I have please. as a white no, person. No, 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 where he's telling them to call no, the police. No, where oh, I'm telling oh. them to call the police on me. Like, come because on. I'm like, I immediately get to the point where like, there's a person, there's a certain type of person who's going to try to enforce a six-foot social distance rule without a mask because they're sitting on a public bench. And they're precisely the type of person who needs to make a quick decision as to whether they're willing to call the police or not on you. And like, so I just took it there immediately. I'm like, dude, you're going to call You think the police are going to come with my baby, a kid, a nice family. Like, you think they're going to talk some shit or you think there's a lunatic over here who's trying to enforce New York state lights? Like, what are you doing? Dude, come on. It's like, don't, don't make me do it, but I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to. Oh man. Fucking... White people, man. It's a special. Time. I say it all the time. I say it all the time. And I know it sounds fucking hypocritical and people like, like you're white i'm like listen i grew up in Beth- i went to high school in bethesda for two years bethesda chevy chase there's no more white hoity-toity town than that and rhinebeck is often a reflection of it and it's just a vibe and i don't i try not to judge because it's such like i know it's from a place <clears throat> of fear and insecurity and like you know but man it's just like chill the fuck out just chill the fuck out not yeah. five mm. feet away no like 20 feet away there's a black lives matter protest with four people by the way three of which are white and one black dude in uh, Rhinebeck uh, like guys uh, <laughs> know your audience you're not changing any minds here guys. well I still think it's that's an important show it's like you gotta it was show great. up even more there yeah, yeah it was great know. but I mean like that is like you, you you I don't know what the right analogy is for that one like it's like people I don't even think they exist in the reality they might have just been a figment of my imagination for all I know like <laughs> People are just walking by them like nothing. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, wow. Well, dude, this was great. Um, fucking incredible time as always. This was part two of a two-part series with us yeah. and Noah Lampert of the Synchronicity Podcast, and we're both of the Mind Pod Network. Yeah. Oh, we gotta we gotta figure out what Mind Pod is. I've been oh, thinking I would about love this. Like, to be involved with that. I really because like I know. It is something that people and like it's like this child that I've abandoned. If there's any energy where that's actually accurate in my life, it's with MindPod Network because like it is this hub of really cool people, and I just need to give it a little TLC. Yeah, Um, but and and like an abandoned child, it's it's grown up on its own and it's doing fine. Yeah, probably doing doing better due to it. But you coming back into its life, yeah, will will be (laughs) like whoa, yo, and and like you who you are now. And, like, I don't know. I think Cass and I have some energy for, like, at least laying out, um, I yeah, think, a way that we could uh, collectively, you know, gain some, some new traction and, and some new following in some different pockets. And yeah. And just preach and to the choir. 
we have a lot of cool communities that I think are going to be coming together. Oh, dude, it's great being on YouTube because, like, YouTube, no one cares. Like, people people write comments on our thing that I'm like, oh, whoa, I forgot about this. Like, it's not just, like, like any other place. It's all love because it's, like, people that chose to listen. On YouTube, who knows how something someone came across your thing? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're talking to a racist. I'm like, this black guy who were his best friends who are white people wait he's a he's racist and hates white people get the fuck out of here but like you know you 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 see that energy out there it's really weird i love it i love it i I mean i i also think like you just had the reflection of everything else on youtube you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like the i'm actually surprised how nice people are on my youtube but i just don't think people can tune into this shit yeah it's a special type of person who's listening to a two-part podcast of very ape synchronicity <laughs> made it this far into it like you know, it is, probably it know probably, who they are it probably is yeah that's very small unique club who, yeah. who we do love very deeply it's bigger oh, than yeah. you think is the crazy thing it's definitely i've learned that i mean oh, that's I, have, rad. I have essentially a living staked out on this stuff at this point which was mind-boggling nice but yeah guys shit's well, the best uh fucking damn pleasure and uh how can people find you uh fucking uh itunes you know podcast synchronicity twitter instagram patreon we do a lot of but we're doing smoke sessions by the way you should definitely come to the next one we do these zoom smoke sessions and live live readings and fun shit this house i'm telling you guys when you come here you will see it will serve a critical role because like i'm not always going to be here Mm. it's it's a very auspicious place. It's very nice. And it is literally like I, the shit that I'm putting in here is like designed that no matter who is here, when they're here, it'll be like a comfortable, nice place. So mm. yeah, it's cool. Right. You'll have to introduce us to your ghosts. Yeah. yeah. This is ghosts. Exactly. Well, they got to bring some sage in here. <laughs> Let's do it, man. We'll see you soon. Yeah, man. Love All right, you. guys. Love you, man. Bye. Love you. Peace. Peace. Love.